Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Great song. Yeah, it's great I, musical. <laughs> my favorite song of all time, actually. Really? <laughs> I highly doubt that. I'm kidding. <laughs> What's up, guys? Um, welcome to another episode of After Buzz Bad Judge Recap, episode four. Erica Davis here with Marissa. Yes, hello, everyone. We are back again. <laughs> Hanging, um, Marissa again is saving the day. Um, we're missing Stacy and Steph today, but we had a good time watching the show again together. Yeah, it was funny. Today. I got a few laughs in there. Um, today's episode is called Knife to a Gunfight. Have you ever brought a knife to a gunfight, Marissa? No, first of all, <laughs> I've never owned, personally owned a gun or personally owned a knife, so no. Have you ever brought a pen to a test? <laughs> Yes. That's the other analogy, yes, right? That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never brought a knife to a gunfight either. I don't own a gun and I don't have a knife. So if I ever got in a fight, I guess I would just have to use these. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> that's, that works. Okay, so this episode was about um, Tedward trying to protect Judge Rebecca Wright from the bad guy, Byron Cash. And Byron Cash was an ex-convict who um, Judge Wright put away for five years for uh, I don't I don't really know what his offense was. Remember? I forget the exact case, but yes. So so Byron Cash was a criminal. Judge Wright sentenced sentenced him to five years. And at the beginning of the episode, Tedward and um, Judge Wright run into him at a bar, or they they see him. They see him. They yeah. see him at a bar, and so Tedward goes all um, I guess ballistic, wanting to be like super cop. And Judge Wright calls him the Black Kevin Costner. <laughs> I thought that was a really funny <laughs> reference. I think it's funny how. Uh, Rebecca is, I mean, she, she's done this. She's seen a lot of people get convicted here and there, and she's the one who does all the sentencing. So she kind of is like, one case over and done. Yeah, I did that, but moving on. That's, that's kind of her mentality. And then I love how Tedward just went like, Papa Bear uh, <laughs> throughout this whole thing. He, he and really like, did. really had Rebecca's back. He really did. And I, maybe I'm wrong, and once you guys watch the episode out there, like, did you kind of feel like they saw Byron Cash from a distance at the bar and then they just made this huge deal of him being at the bar? Like, it wasn't as if he approached her yeah. or like said anything to her. Like, they just decided, oh, he's at the same bar. He's stalking her. Like, did I miss something there? Like, uh, no, I, I think they, they just really played it up that one of the, an ex-convict is now out and released and the way they filmed it made it look like he's a very suspicious guy. Why was he even there? Yeah. And then they really built it up that, oh, he's, he's after Rebecca for revenge or something like that. I mean, so ex-convicts apparently don't have the right to hang out at local bars. I guess not. Note to self. <laughs> Maybe that I was taken away from them. <laughs> we kid, of course. Note to self. Um, the other, the other story in today's 
episode was about the Charlie Lewis case, which I thought was really funny. So I think what <laughs> was it? Yeah, it was a bit out there. I will say that quite comical, though. But it, it really made me laugh. I think this episode, as well as last week's episode, both actually saw cases completely through, and it made it more interesting. Now, the Charlie Lewis case. Basically, he had some kind of um, I don't know, was it obsessive. Um, compulsive or like impulse um, he had a kleptomania he's a kleptomaniac and he had three major crimes right uh three crimes that they played out to be major, major quote crimes. unquote but they really weren't major and they're building it up that these little petty <laughs> death crimes yeah will equal him to have 25 to life to in life. prison, which is very excessive, not needed. Well, very excessive, but, okay, so they took these three petty crimes. The first one was um, Grand Theft Auto, was when he pushed, I guess, his neighbor off of his um, riding lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, he took the lawnmower, <laughs> so and, which was going probably four miles an hour. <laughs> so it wasn't really, like, a hit and run or something. It was just, like, taking one of the most random... It was so random. <laughs> Yard work pieces of, of equipment. Uh, have you? I don't know what he would use that for other than cutting grass. I mean, I mean, maybe you could cut grass. Maybe if you're like really super crazy, you could chase the kids in the neighborhood on the the riding lawnmower. But those things can go fast. I grew up in the Midwest, and we had it. We personally, my family owned one, and they could go really fast. Yeah. See, I've never been on a riding lawnmower, lawnmower before. Oh, so they're fun. <laughs> they're fun if you're not really cutting grass. Yeah, they can be fun. So that was the first offense. Um, the second one was that he was stealing and eating caviar in the grocery store which i thought was really funny too because let me mm-hmm. tell you when i see the the caviar in the grocery store i'm like i would never personally pay for that myself no. so i'm like dude i feel you i mean i can understand that one that's a slightly bigger i mean 300 dollars worth when you put an actual price on it then yes i can understand that but the, the way he was eating it completely shirtless in a grocery store eating it in front of everyone no <laughs> that was disgusting yeah that was and then finally his third offense was um the knife in the pawn shop he i think he made a threat to someone and then everyone literally pulled, pulled out. out a gun i love the shot when they had the old woman the most probably one of the most unseemly characters to have a random gun and then they even like had the the young kid pull out a gun too and like everyone in that store had a gun everyone exactly so all you like nra guys and girls out there probably like yes this is why we need to have everyone carrying a gun so we can protect ourselves protect ourselves that's what i thought about when i saw that so okay so what, what do you think what do you think about charlie in general like was he too crazy was he believably funny um was he just too... I like the the neurotic sense that he, he brought. It was a very kooky, out-of-left-field out kind of character that a lot of people are like, okay, interesting. I can understand why he would do a lot of random different acts. Um, I think the story was definitely played up just for the comical sense because I don't believe anyone really <laughs> is that out there. But who knows? I mean, <laughs> there are a lot of crazy people that are in prison, or I shouldn't really say crazy, that's not the best term, but a lot of unexpected, unpredictable people who will do the most random things for no apparent reason. So, But I did like how they played it up in a very... Uh, I guess Marx Brothers kind of way, exactly. very slapstick also. One thing that I thought was really funny was how um, Charlie represented himself. You know, he was his own defense as well as the defendant. And mm-hmm. th- that that's the kind of like slapstick hum- humor that you want to see, um, I guess, in a 30-minute sitcom yeah. um, that I feel like the first couple episodes were really lacking. 
I thought it was hilarious. Like I did think, <laughs> yes, I did think that was funny, especially when he was trying to represent himself. And he was like, "Okay, this guy has no chance. He doesn't deserve twenty five years into life, but he does need help, though. <laughs> he, need, like, he, needs, he needs to go somewhere other than a prison. He needs to go to a sanitarium. He needs to go to the psych ward for sure. Now, I can honestly say that watching um, Judge Wright, I guess, be empathetic." towards Charlie was was very sweet because the district attorney Tom was like look Charlie has three major offenses offenses let's put this guy away for 25 years or whatever yeah. um Rebecca was like no you know these are essentially petty offenses like let's be more lenient and let's actually get to the bottom of the bottom of this and I don't know. I really, I really appreciated that compassion because at yeah. first she was really like shown and portrayed as just like, you know, kind of slutty, kind of promiscuous, kind of having all these problems that this episode, I think, really showed her to be um, really loving and considerate, if you will. Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't think there was one moment in tonight's episode where she was a quote unquote bad judge. She was actually good. Yeah. And like it shows that she's there for a reason she does know how to dole out certain rights and it stress different her her powers and whatnot and sentence correctly for people who are more deserving of said crimes or whatever but um it just made me question i was like okay she's not really bad tonight yeah she wasn't i'm like dude like you were so bad the first two episodes and now you're like the, the good judge like yeah this, like the judge that you want to, you know, that you want to go to, <laughs> that you want to root for her. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's back up to Judy. Now, Judy was really funny when she was introduced when, um, I think last week when Judge Wright didn't know her name and she was like, Judy, Judy. And now Judy is playing a major role. I thought it was really cute. Um, when she made her first, um, entrance in tonight's episode, I was like, look, Judy, the stenographer is back. Cause she's, she's kind of a funny character too. She has a line. She has more than like five lines to say. I mean, Hopefully, I think for last week's episode to officially give a character a name and then some words and some interaction with the main character, it shows that they're going to build her character more throughout these episodes. Now, you know, I've been obsessed. I've been totally obsessed with um, Judge Wright's van and her car situation. Right. So last week, you know. Where she, was her new? The the Ford. Like, so, of course, last week she went to the, the junkyard car lot and picked out this black Ford that had, um, I think, Coke, something about Coke on the mm-hmm. on the license yeah. plate. And then today she got into, like, a little, like, mid-sized crossover, like, what what happened? Like, Maybe she changed her mind. Yeah, I guess. Like she said that there that the rental place only had those little. I think she referred to them as like lesbian or something like that. Like she was like, oh, you know, this like these are like lesbian cars. And then of course she got hit on by a really cute girl, and she was like, okay, I was right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe it just shows that she's not as bad as we think. Also, we seeing her tonight. You know, doing expressing, d- doing everything right, and then. Even going back to the car that she's picking, that's a better choice. I like that. I think I think they are trying to trick us. They are yeah. NBC is trying to trick us and make us not think any longer that she's bad, but that she is actually the ideal judge. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about how Tedward, like you said, turned into Papa Bear. Like <laughs> he was all about protecting her um, because they both got so freaked out about about Byron Cash, the ex 
tired. My tongue is tired. Yeah. Byron Cash. <laughs> Byron Cash, the ex-convict getting out of prison. They were both so freaked out about it. So, you know, Tedward became like Papa I think Bear. it was more Tedward that was more freaked out. He has, uh, he, he's more paranoid in that way. <laughs> and more hypervigilant, I guess you could say. <laughs> I think so. I, which I don't know why you think the judge would after all the cases that she's seen. But I think it was funny how Tedward was playing it up. It's like, oh, he's really after you. And then even tried to prove his point that he, he breaks into Rebecca's own place. He breaks into her house. I was like, yeah, that's definitely Tedward just <laughs> rolling around on the ground, <laughs> well, making himself a sandwich. You did. You totally did say that. You're like, that's Tedward. I was like, it could be Judy, but you, know, you were like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I was like, well, when you cut it, when he literally says someone could break into your house, and then literally juxtaposed it with the next scene of someone breaking into, <laughs> you know, that's Ted making him his point. <laughs> I loved it though. <laughs> Not surprising. Um. Um, how about her alarm code being 6969? Of course, of course. That's to be expected. That is to be expected. We talked so she much. She thought it was funny. You know, I mean, 6 and 9, you know, everyone loves those two numbers together. Hey, we're, we're not judging that her. That also goes, just shows her immaturity is still there and still intact. Um, so, oh, fashion. We always have to talk about her fashion every episode. Um, <laughs> I thought she was really cute tonight. I thought her, her little blue dress, her burgundy and blue dress was very cute and um, nicely, I guess, fit her form really nicely. Mm-hmm. I'm always checking out her rings. Like, I'm obsessed with her rings. Did you notice them tonight? Oh, uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I don't really notice fashion I sh- more, more, like, as much as I should. Her rings so. are really cute. Okay. Trust I me. believe you. I believe you. <laughs> trust me. Trust me. What did you think about Charlie Lewis's um, pink or burgundy or coral colored suit that was at the end of the episode? Well, well, again, that shows he's very out there, very flashy in a way that because you're not supposed to wear bright colors in a in a courtroom. That that's very that I think that's actually frowned upon. So it just shows that he's not supposed to be there. It's supposed to be very understated, so yeah. that you know the judges and the jury and. All people judging you think that you are, I guess, I don't know, a, not a threat. Mm-hmm. Not a threat. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, let, let's talk about let's talk about the the gun face when they went to the shooting range. So Tedward takes um, Judge Wright to the shooting range because again he wants to become Papa Bear. He wants to protect her. I thought that was really funny how he was really trying to teach her how to use a gun, and then she tells us that she's been shooting guns since she was eleven years old. Yeah, she's been running around with the big boys. Like she she knows how to handle herself um i i thought that was a nice backstory to her and shows where how she grew up and she's more maybe not as feminine i guess you can say Mm -hmm. not in the mean way but just like she grew up tough yeah and that's her rough i guess exterior and we've been trying to figure out like why she became a bad judge and like Mm -hmm. you know why she's in this situation where you know she's kind of living on the edge and I think we're getting bits and pieces by and by about, you know, her, her lifestyle. I liked when she talked about her father teaching her how to shoot guns when she was 11 years old. And she compared it to how the other little girls were going to ballet and she was at the shooting range. And I think yeah. that, that's a really good dynamic to, to see between her, her, her childhood and her friend's childhoods. So. Yeah, and she, she didn't live the conventional life of a child, um, like the, the, the normal childhood, I guess you can say, and also just shows when there, there was a moment in the courtroom, it was like, oh, a female judge, they're, they're letting you be a judge. I was like, I, I think it, she kind of grew up to the point where, like, probably having the mentality to go against people, be like, improve herself. Wanting to play with the big boys, always playing with the big boys is yeah. what I, I, can, I can see her doing throughout her entire life. Exactly. Um, okay, so 
let's talk really, really quickly about um, the relationship between the district attorney, Tom, and her. So Tom wants, to, again, to put away Charlie Lewis for the 25 years or whatever. Uh, like, how, how, do you, how do you feel about um, Judge Wright going against the grain and saying, look, okay, basically, I'm going to help him. I'm going to tell him what the penal codes are, and I'm going to tell him he has a right to, um, to waive his trial by jury. Like, she mm-hmm. was really trying to help him. Considering that Tom is her, her colleague and her professional in her office space, right. like she, she basically was like, I'm going to do what I think is better for this guy as opposed to doing yeah. what the brotherhood would say we should do. What do you I, think about that? I think it's also good on her character to know good judgment in that mm-hmm. way. And she knows that this guy is not threatening and won't really hurt society more so more so hurt himself in a way. Yeah. So to anything that can help him out lessen his so-called sentence from 25 is just like, and (laughs) again, to go against Tom because every episode seems like she's always going against him. Just is another way for her to win against him. I wonder if there's, no, not that we've seen her and Tom hook up or anything and not not that I'm trying to put her in bed with every single character on the show, although I really have. I wonder if there's there's some like sexual tension or like what, what, what is the tension between those two? Like why is she trying so hard to always, as you said, win? Like she wants to always be right when it comes to... Well, I think it's also just the power struggle. I mean, she's the judge who has the overall say at the end of everything and he's going against a woman. Yeah. So I think it's, again, just goes to the society and the power struggle that they're constantly going against each other. I, I like that power struggle, though. I think yeah. it, it gives a really... It's entertaining, for sure. It is entertaining. Um, highlights for me for this episode. You tell me yours, too. Um, I love... I keep talking about Charlie, but I just think he was so... He was so consistently funny. I loved when he was doing his different voices. He did his... Um, I think he did his governor voice. Um, yeah. No, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> he was like, really? Is that what no, that was? Like, no, not really. <laughs> not at no. all. I totally didn't catch that either. I'm glad he clarified, because that went totally over my head um i also liked his different personalities when he came out of the courtroom and he was like fussing into the bush and then looking back at himself i was like this guy is really really funny also after um he was interviewed by the psychiatrist i I gary 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 Gary. he was interviewed by gary um he stole his keys and i think that stole his pen he stole (laughs) his, his pen and didn't he steal his car keys too um, I don't think the no. keys, but but the pen, especially when he was asking, you know, how much do you have that urge to steal things? To steal, yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I stole your pen. And I'm just like, you know, we started as an audience becoming really empathetic to Charlie's plight. And then he goes and, you know, does this. Like, he continues just, to be a klepto. Yeah, it just shows that he needs psychiatric help, not... <laughs> Um, so Prison won't do that. That's what I thought was really cool. What did you think was cool about tonight's episode? Like, what were your highlights? I really, you know, I really did enjoy Charlie because he was such an out of out of this world kind of character and storyline. It was just fun to follow. And I wonder what other kind of kooky cases they can bring up that yeah. will top that so far. I mean, we're only four episodes in. So, I mean, it'll be fun to see what other kind of crazy things they'll bring. What about um, at the very end of the episode? So Byron Cash, again, you know, Ted has been on this mission to protect the judge. You know, he's taken her to the gun range. He's basically, basically vowed his life to lay his life down to protect her. And then... Byron Cash, the convict, comes up and he's thanking. He's thanking the judge for sentencing him because mm-hmm. he says that it changed his life. And so, of course, as he's thanking her, Tedward, being as overzealous as he was this entire episode, tases the poor guy him. Oh. with a stun gun. Like That was not deserved. <laughs> um, but I think this just shows Teddy, uh, Tedward, actually, that like he just went over the top and that his slow realization is like, oh, yeah. 
My bad. <laughs> my bad. And he was like, you know, dude, don't sue me. I but I protect you. I got your back. <laughs> I thought it, I thought it was, again, yeah. a really, really sweet moment. But I, I like the way, again. <laughs> like, please don't sue me. I don't have money. <laughs> I, I, you know, I wonder how much how much money do bailiffs make? I, I wouldn't know. I don't know either. I no we should idea. look that up. We should so we can know next episode. Yeah. <laughs> or let us know. I know. Yeah, out there, guys. How much do bailiffs make? Because we have no idea. But, yeah, I liked, I liked how Byron Cash was thanking her. So, basically, everything, again, yeah. came full circle. Her judgment and her assessment of Charlie seemed to be right on par with what she did for um, Byron. Um, yeah. So, I think, like you said, like she, she definitely won this episode. She won with Byron, and then at the end, I think um, Charlie got what two years? Uh, yeah, only two years. And it wasn't at pri- prison; it was at a, uh, a, a, a minimum security, minimum security, yeah, um, place instead. So that'll help him. So considering considering that this episode really showed um, Kate Walsh and the most positive, most even killed light that we've seen, like. Where do you think we go from here? Like we've seen her be promiscuous, we've seen we've seen her substance abuse, we've seen you know her be good, we've seen her be right. caring. Like wh- I, what I, next? I think they started the show off with that she's really bad character. She does all these outrageous things, and they're, and now they're trying to redeem her in a way. And I think if we're going to see a few episodes where they're going to really build her character and the moral judgment and that like she's actually good. But I think more episodes after that that they're going to bring her down. Back to the bad judge ways that we know. They're they're going to build a character that knock her down. Okay, my my prediction is that I always love doing these predictions, but <laughs> I'm just I'm like pulling them out of thin air. Yeah. Um, I I I do believe she's going to continue on. I guess an, an upward. Oh, I love the prediction. Here we go. I love the prediction music. Yes. Very fitting, probably. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I I predict that she's going to continue doing good things. Um, more so than bad things. And I think when she starts going back into her, her bad judge ways, I think we're going to be very disappointed. So I think we're going to get so used to seeing her be the champion mm-hmm. that maybe she's, I don't know, maybe she gets busted for a DUI. Maybe, Ooh. wouldn't that be good? It would be bad, but it would that, be good. That would be very bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, may, maybe she gets in some... Maybe, maybe not DUI, but maybe for driving under the influence of something else. You know, like being high or something maybe yeah so we'll see how it plays out um i like this episode marissa you like it everything's very entertaining yes um knife to a gunfight don't bring knives don't to bring a gunfight to don't literally <laughs> literally don't bring pins to test yeah i guess all right marissa where can they find you out there everyone can follow me on twitter and on instagram at seraphini tv you can follow me on twitter and on instagram at erica renee d um great episode today until next week see ya from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 